Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. Welcome to Girl on the Gov, the podcast, breaking down politics as we know it and removing all the bullshit. <laughs> because politics needed a rebrand. <laughs> deep breath we made it did we did we is it real no (laughs) actually not really not yet I'm like so unsure I mean granted like inauguration day then I'll be like real real and I'll be like oh my god I literally got um an email this morning for you know the regular nine to five scenario and Mm -hmm. it was like all like oh my god like I can't believe it like get us to inauguration day and I was like okay well this is definitely like an HR issue but like also yes I yeah. so thrive with this but like let the countdown begin and then wait as I'm on this roll then I saw like this awesome freaking meme because obviously we love memes and it was like the countdown is the same amount of days as Kim Kardashian's first marriage to Chris Humphreys so we and, can get through it yeah and I was like okay if she can do that she can get through it <laughs> Then, like, we got this. Yeah. You know? The fat lady has not sang yet, as you would say. Um, and we will get into that today. But surprise, change of plans. Like, here's the gift to all the listeners. Like, it's just you and I today. Like, no guest. Everyone's so welcome. Oh, my gosh. You guys are about to be blessed with all Hashtag. of our thoughts. <laughs> Pure commentary, um, just raw, like straight up, like what we think. Yeah. We were debating like just literally by week after such a crazy election week, not election night or day, election mm-hmm. week, thinking maybe a bye week, maybe a like sleep in type of vacay week, <laughs> PTO. I love but no, PTO. we decided to make a little episode with just Sammy and I breaking down what happened like and also kind of what's happening in the news right now um so yeah 
and just like having fun with it. I think there's a lot to talk about. There is. And it's like from serious to crazy to everything in between. And I think like in the spirit of some celebration and some laughs, I think we should start with something that absolutely like made me lose my mind. Like I basically almost peed my pants. Like it was really close. Like I know what you're going to (laughs) say. I know. I'm I'm a little predictable. Maddie's been spending too much time with me, so she knows exactly where I'm going with this. But I think generally, outside of the election win, the best thing that freaking happened this weekend was the fact that the Trump fucking press conference was supposed to be at the Four Seasons Hotel, and they managed to fuck it up, which I don't understand because I literally work in events, and I know, like, how that works. And they managed to book the freaking Four Seasons Landscaping Company and had a press conference in a freaking parking lot, which honestly can be a great thing depending on, like, what the scenario is. Not knock, honestly, go parking lots. Not knocking them. They're a great tool for a lot of things. But, like, in this situation of, like, not realizing, like, (laughs) <laughs> that it was like the wrong thing and then it was like literally next to like a freaking dildo shop oh my god oh my gosh yeah Gold. make america yeah make america rake again that was prime like and again <laughs> no matter who you voted for this election it's fucking funny this shit's funny like let's all laugh together this can be like some of the unity we need if this was biden's campaign i would be still rolling on the floor like this is just a hilarious mishap <laughs> Literally, it doesn't matter who does this one. That's just absolutely, like, bananas. Who didn't, yeah. like, who didn't yeah. check that? Well, for those who don't know, like, and if you don't, like, get ready, buckle up. Because <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> Trump tweeted that there would be a big press conference at the Four Seasons in Philadelphia. Um, and then he had to change the statement, clarifying that it would actually be at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. It was in an industrial part of town, the like gritty outer edges of Philadelphia, Um, not in like the plush downtown hotel many had assumed, but it was also by a porn shop and something else. But nevertheless, you guys, this is hilarious. Like just that's all we have to say about it. Like just laugh, have fun like that. So good. And the fact that so Rudy good. Giuliani was involved in this just makes it even yeah. better. With, like, post, like, Borat scenario, it just feels so fitting. Like, I honestly, if that were a part of the movie, I oh. it wouldn't even phase me. Like, that it feels was, like that's a something, skit. That's something that, like, Borat would write. Like, that is an SNL skit that is the Borat. Like, that, again, like, just we are living through shit. You <gasps> cannot write. You can't write this shit. And it's crazy. And it's just funny. And amidst all the drama and, you know, the heartache and all that, like, we got to laugh at these things. Like, that, that shit's funny. That shit's funny. Yeah. But, you guys, Biden won um, on Saturday, which is also weird. I don't think a presidential election maybe has ever been called on, like, the Saturday of after no. election day. Um, don't fact check me on that, but just <laughs> definitely hasn't happened, doesn't happen often. No. Um, and it was a crazy day. I mean, the vibes were so high on Saturday. I mean, oh my God, yeah. what did you, what did you do? Like, how did you find out? Well, okay. I'll be honest. I took a nap and then I woke up to your text. <laughs> I like, okay, well I woke up really early and I like, I don't nap. Like I'm notoriously like everyone's so often forgetting to know this, I'm a really cranky napper. Like if I nap 
do not talk to me for two hours after, like for your safety. Yes, I'm the it's, same way. So I groggy. Also, I, get I get so really groggy. stressed. I have such FOMO of every element of my life. So if I like wake up, I like almost like I don't even sleep well when I nap. I'm like, I wake up every 15 minutes thinking that like something happened. Mm-hmm. It's probably And something definitely happened. Definitely happened. Um, and then honestly, like the city, city being New York City was absolutely bananas. Like the energy was wild. The streets were yeah. packed. There was just so much going on. Uh, mm-hmm. My friends and I were out, you know, at night, and it just, it felt, like, electric. Yeah, I mean, it was just a day of, like, good news that I feel like I haven't received in four years, and especially this year, after such, like, a really hard and disheartening year, to feel, like, just excited about something was, like, new to me. I was like, where, what right? is happening? Um Yeah. I, it was just crazy. Like, my roommates woke me up um, Pacific time here. So I woke up to my roommate, like, knocking on my door and, like, opening it and, like, peeking her head in. And it was, like, I literally compared it. I keep comparing it to, like, when my mom, like, on Christmas morning comes and it's, like, Santa came. Like, literally, my roommate came in. She goes, Biden won. And I go, what? Like, (laughs) literally just, like, fully asleep. What? And I just, we ran out into the living room all together, immediately popped a bottle of champagne. I mean, it was just like, I again, just feeling, I feel was unfamiliar and has been unfamiliar for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and then we hit the streets. We went up to San Francisco and the Castro and the vibes were just so high. Like everyone was just dancing in the streets, so happy drinking like celebrating like just a beautiful like scene of humanity um and it was a great day it's a big deal for for young people and women and minority like it's just it's so existential for so many people versus like okay like a president that policies you agree with and you know, whatever, taxes and shit. But, like, this is these are people's lives that, like, truly were impacted and, like, rights were threatened. And it was a re- it's a really big deal for a lot of people um, who are finally, like, feeling like they're heard and seen. We have our first woman vice president. Part of me is so beyond excited. No, all of me is. Mm-hmm. But then an additional layer to that is I'm so shocked that it took this long. But totally. I'm generally more than that and you know like we can we can look back and we will on a few episodes just teaser for a few that we have in the works guys is we will be looking back at like the history of women's suffrage and how we got here why this has taken so long what the future might look like in terms of you know women in office and whatnot but I do think overall it's just you know some takeaways is that this is so exciting not just for us but for future generations of women. I mean, I, totally. we're at this moment where we're really seeing some landmark moment happen. And the irony is it's, I, I feel like it's funny that we were, we, we just had almost like a, what should have been like a landmark Supreme court moment for women. Hmm. And that was almost, that was so tarnished by some of the really, in my opinion, backwards and revisionist, stances by you know the judge that we just slid on there thank you Mitch McConnell Mm -hmm. um so I think it's refreshing to finally feel like we're getting this moment where like women are not only being heard but are being positioned to be heard further going forward right yeah I mean 
again, this is the hundredth anniversary this year of women's suffrage. And with that, we got our first female vice president. I mean, the fact four years we could have had a, our first female president. I mean, something oh. to say there, but I mean, baby sure. steps. And I think people and groups that have been oppressed for centuries, like you have to be patient. And as much as frustrating as that is, like we're getting there again, like say, literally a broken record. It's a long game. Like this is a perfect example of that. So I guessed on that podcast and perfectly phenomenal women. And we talked about this and how, um, what it takes to like really get women in these positions though is seeing women in these positions and like we're slowly getting there and we need to keep encouraging women to run for office and because the more we like see them there the more people will feel inclined to do it and feel inspired to do it and feel like they can do it so we love to see it i mean she's also first black vice president um another you know monumental situation obviously we've had a black president um but also this idea of black women this year like round of applause please mm-hmm. like they i mean just truly like golf claps here stacy abrams kamala all these across the board we've just like seen incredible mobilizing especially from black women and the work mm-hmm. that they've put in um it's pretty incredible it seriously it is. It's yeah. especially Stacey Abrams. I mean, talk about a hero, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to come off just, you know, for background of people listening, she ran for governor in the last Georgia governor's race and had a really contentious end to that where it was believed that she was the winner and it, it, it got really, really heated and it kind of came down to the idea that she was the rightful governor and had won and that votes were being suppressed and whatnot, um, and that there was some controversy there. And where that led, you know, a lot of times someone loses an election and kind of just bops off Eats to the away. side. And yeah. Totally. And in this case, she she really changed the game. And instead, she dedicated all, all of her time, efforts into fighting voter suppression. I think she had over 800,000 people that she yeah, registered Yeah, she registered right? 800,000 people in Georgia um, and just fought different voter suppression um, situations across the state that ultimately we're seeing Georgia just absolutely like historic changes there. Um, I don't think Georgia has been blue in however many years or if ever really. But Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if ever. Yeah. I mean, we're now seeing Georgia potentially flipping the Senate with two seats. I mean, wild, wild. And, you know, they're not done to counting um, yet in Georgia for the presidential, but they're pretty much there. And Joe Biden has a substantial lead. So it's probably going to go blue. And that is historic and monumental. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. And a lot of things definitely goes to Stacey Abrams and, you know, a lot of different black women who built incredible, like, coalitions in that state to get it to where it's at right now so really incredible um the other exciting news is that dogs are returning to the white house oh i know biden's german shepherds who are just like beautiful 
They're so and cute. Honestly, probably one of the worst things about Trump's administration is that he had no dogs there. Like, what what is you doing? Well, also, it's like, I'm sorry. If you don't like dogs, you don't get along with dogs. That is the biggest red flag of a human. And have you seen Cuomo's dog? Because he also has a really cute dog. I haven't. And I feel like they should all have, like, a dog meetup, and it would be, like, really cute. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, but we're going to go into I Have a Stupid Question. Um, because I think this is on all of our minds, honestly, of what the is a runoff (laughs) like what what is a runoff I honestly didn't really know much about runoffs until this election um but to kind of break it down um what we're seeing right now is um the control of the U.S. Senate is hanging in the balance of two Senate races in Georgia that are headed to a runoff election and so a runoff election um is essentially like a rematch and that happens in i think only certain states have this um situation happen yeah and georgia is one of them and so basically if um candidates like must receive the majority of the vote in order to win an election so if neither candidate or no candidate breaks 50 percent of the vote then the top two candidates will face off in a runoff or rematch so What's happening in Georgia is Senator Kelly Loeffler, the Republican incumbent, so she was already in the Senate, and the Democratic challenger, Raphael Warnock, are set to face off again, as are Senator David Perdue, who's the Republican incumbent, and um, the Democratic challenger, John Ossoff. Um, and so that those runoff elections will take place on January 5th, and basically it's like just a whole other election. People will vote um all over again on this these races and um for the next what is it like month two months um a little less than two months like there'll just be a, a lot of heavy campaigning there a lot of probably money poured in there people coming in both parties sending people in to yeah put all all their eggs in these baskets to try and win those Senate seats. And basically what's at stake and why it's such a big deal is that the control of the U.S. Senate um, is currently at stake. And so currently the Republicans and Democrats have each 48 Senate seats. And so should the Democrats win the Georgia runoffs, then Biden would be dealing with a majority um, Democratic Senate. So that just helps him pass his like legislation and his agenda and if Republicans win, then the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell will stay in power in the Senate and will likely, you know, be a bit of a blockage for Biden and for Democrats to push their agenda through and get different policies passed from, like, healthcare to climate, all that stuff. He's basically um, like a cock block. <laughs> if you, like, want to think of it that way, like, that's literally Mitch McConnell if he's in power. Why also, you know, everyone's now going to pour a ton of time and money into essentially a secondary election for this. But what's super important to realize is if you are a Georgia resident, you have until December 7th to register to vote. So if you are not registered to vote, I mean, like, literally go today. Go online, check your registration, make sure you're register- registered if you're not registered. And you can also vote by mail for this election as well via absentee so this is something we will put in the description of the episode but you can request an absentee ballot for this as well so Mm -hmm. 
the COVID protocol, it ain't over. So let's, you know, continue along with that. But this is definitely going to be an additional, you know, contentious race, you know, like we are saying the beginning, it ain't over to the fat lady sings and I really need to get a new phrase, but like, (laughs) you know, it it is key and we're going to see the progress of legislation, um, really essentially fall on, on the line of what happens here. You know, there are various forms of presidential power, like executive orders that can change, you know, various points of policy, just as the same way that, different appointments within various departments can do the same thing. But as a general rule, I mean, the majority of core campaign promises and changes are going to need to go through the Senate. So Mm -hmm. this is also just to continue on this line of commentary. This is why there's been a lot of noise around the results of these Senate races. There were so many, and we chatted about this actually in our last episode, um, that were that looked like they were razor thin in terms of who was going to win. They were so close, really expected essentially a blue wave. That was what polling was telling us, and the result was not that. So as a result, I think there's going to be even more attention here, not just because of the balance of power, but sort of out of the disappointment of not seeing some of these other races pull through and an analysis of what's going on there. Um, I'm excited to see what happens, and we'll also add in the description of this episode ways you can get involved with that race, like, you can bet your ass I'm going to be hitting those phone banks, sacrificing my coffee every morning to like donate $5 to these campaigns um, to get it done. But that's my prerogative. So speaking of all the noise around the election. So much noise. And obviously we have talked about how Biden has been the projected winner. Um, but Trump has not conceded yet. And that's pretty rare. Um when it comes to presidential elections, unless there is a super, super, super tight race in one state that's going to decide all of it, like kind of what happened with Bush v. Gore um, in 2000, um, then obviously a candidate will wait to concede until recounts are done and there is a secure, I guess, conclusion of who won. However, Trump's kind of basically all over the place in what he is claiming as voter fraud and where and where he wants to file lawsuits and where he wants to contest these votes. Um, It's a really, I think he has a really tricky pathway in front of him because there is little to no pathway. Um, Essentially, what he's doing is claiming voter fraud without finding any evidence at first. It's kind of like the backwards of how you're really supposed to do something. When you sue someone, it's because you have evidence they did you wrong in some way. Um, But he is suing first and then looking to find evidence. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Most political pundits and experts are saying there's, like, no evidence of voter fraud and they don't know where he's going to find that. And the other thing is that there are once georgia comes in too it'll make his pathway to win much slimmer and so he would have to win like major major court cases in multiple states in order to like flip those and make them his victories so it's going to be interesting and again unprecedented but we're used to that now (laughs) so but I do think it's interesting the level of sort of misinformation that he's trying to spew I I feel like every time I turn on 
cable news of any sort, whether it's MSNBC to Fox, they're turning him off because it's just incorrect information. It's pure, Mm -hmm. purely inaccurate. So it's interesting. It's like if you can say these things inaccurately in that way, how would that actually hold up in court? Wouldn't so? Well, yeah. How do you even sue though with no evidence? I I don't even. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know, but it's it's all very messy. I mean, Trump's campaign advisor says that they're going to pursue all the legal means and all recount methods and going to continue exposing and investigating all these instances of fraud and abuse and make sure that the American public can have full confidence in these elections. Mitch McConnell also said today on the House floor that, you know, Democrats should have nothing to worry about if there's no fraud. And this is also true. I mean, I'm still, you know, confident that this probably will go nowhere. Um, But we're already so divided. Um, This is going to make things even more contentious. And there's also a big, like, kind of logistical problem when you're supposed to transfer power. It's a long process, and Biden needs to start doing that. There's a hiring process. It takes, costs millions of dollars to, like, transfer someone into power. And right now that is all in delay because of really unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud and recounts and all those things so um yeah and really right now it's just a lot of hail marys that the trump campaign is throwing out um to try and secure a victory that frankly um they they didn't get so you know we'll see what happens i think you know there's still technically pathways for him to win different legal battles um, there's also the question about the Electoral College and faithless electors, which we have a whole episode coming about soon. So you guys, I know the Electoral College is confusing, and so we are going to literally like take a whole episode to break it down in the coming weeks. So look forward to that. But yeah, again, we'll see what happens. Right now, yeah. most experts see no legitimate pathway for Biden's victory to be overturned. But again, we just want, <laughs> like I think, normalcy and you know this division to end and to work towards this next chapter and right now we're not being given that so agreed but i will say this this just reminded me um just thinking about the transition of power and for a little book recommendation one of my favorite books is the fifth risk by michael lewis it's like literally like phenomenal i think i like read it in 24 hours so good and it evaluates all of the errors essentially and change Errors mixed with also differences in the original Trump transition, you know, from Obama to him, like what was happening? What what was, you know, out of the ordinary about these transitions? And regardless of that element of like pulling the Trump element out of it, it really breaks down in a super digestible and approachable way what was supposed to happen and what should happen in this next phase. So I really recommend that as like a little, you know, additional extracurricular it's good though. I promise. It's not like I might. I might have to order it. Too. It's good. Um, in other news, you know, election has passed. Obviously, there's still drama happening with it. But what has not passed yet is COVID, and we haven't really talked about COVID much on this podcast. I mean, obviously, it's a big part of everything that's happened politically, and we mention it because it's a big factor. But um, there are some big like. COVID news happening right now. Um, 
one being the drug maker Pfizer coming out with a vaccine that they claim to be 90% effective. Um, you know, stock markets kind of rose today. I think people can say yeah. in light of the vaccine or in light of Biden's victory or both. I'm sure it's both. But um, yeah, and we are, experts say, entering the worst phase of COVID um, that we've experienced yet. So um, we're back at it. We're back at the COVID game now. I mean, I think the election really kind of clouded what's going on with that. And maybe people just kind of forgot about it for a second. Um, But it's still here and very much real. And, you know, we're also seeing Joe Biden already creating a Corona task force, um, you know, being briefed by experts on the matter and really preparing for whatever his plan may be about it. So kind of seeing already totally different shift in how it's being handled. Um, I don't know. I mean, this vaccine scares me a little, but... (laughs) I know it it worries me in the sense too, it's like whatever goes up really quickly comes down really quickly as well, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the longer something takes to build, usually the harder it is to crumble. And I, you know, I know it's more of like a life philosophy element of it, but I mean, I feel like that applies to scientific studies as well, because the more information you have, the more ways you can problem solve and you understand something better. And I feel like we don't even, I mean, obviously I can't speak specifically for the scientists that are working on this, but I just don't understand how in such a short amount of time we could know so much about this particular virus and all of its solutions. I just feel like there's so many holes. Usually the a, a vaccine takes four to five years and several trials to make it to the next step. So part of me is like, wow, this is so exciting. This could be something that's awesome. Like, let's get back to normal. Obviously, yeah. everyone wants to get back to normal. Like, fuck yeah. But like, do I really want to like inject myself with something that I don't really like know yeah. the full deal on? I mean, that just makes me, I wouldn't even take like, an Advil that I like. Yeah, same. Ugh, God. But I I think too, like a science perspective of that. I mean, I have had like so many bizarre health, like random scares. I've spoken with doctors about like, okay, what medicine could I go on for XYZ thing or, and whatnot. And they, there've been ones where literally I had one the other day be like, this medicine that I'm considering prescribing you literally like has been fine for the last 30 years and then recently it's been making people blind when they take it so like at your own risk and so like which i'm obviously not taking it like moral of the story please like oh my god no but the point being it's like you could have something that was approved by the fda studied obviously in a longer course course of time before it was even approved you know more of the standard and then has been used forever and now has changed the course of how it up how it works with people so like the chemical reactions of different things can obviously change. And I think that's, and that's science, you know, that, and you have to be able to study in something like you think about like back to college, you're like, like, I don't know if like you had this, but we were required to take certain amount of lab sciences. So like the amount of time that you spend actually doing the experiment and you know that the first course is not going to be the end all be all. You have to do right. multiple courses and do best out of et cetera and look totally. at the, the majority margins. So Yeah. It takes time. It takes yeah. time and like a lot of smart brains coming together to like especially come up with something as huge as a coronavirus vaccine that is globally needed. Um yeah, I mean I honestly like feel 
the same way about like birth control and like that long-term effects of birth control have totally. like come out every 10 years of like oh this one that was deemed totally fine and now 10 years later there's lawsuits and people are getting cancer and it's like you know we'll see I mean again it's exciting and it's honestly a huge win for humanity and like totally these brilliant minds like really getting to work on something that can save a bunch of people's lives and hopefully it does but and let me just make this clear for anyone listening to this we are both pro-vaxxers we are there's no anti-vaxxing vibe over here i get the flu shot vaccinate your kids like i'm sorry if someone wants to at me for that like by all means slide into my dms like yeah for sure. But that's a, I mean, this is just the theme of life too, especially with politics. Nothing is black and white. Like sure. you need to be able to think about things holistically and comprehensively um, to understand them. It's not like you can be pro-vaccine and pro-science, but be able to like sit down and like look at your options and think of what it all means and pros and cons and like make a decision. So, And not each thing is perfect, you know? Like, yeah. Stuff, stuff is still in development. The, I have a, a bunch of friends that all work uh, in the healthcare industry and mm-hmm. especially specifically in advertising. And I mean, I feel like every time they're like, oh yeah, we're launching this new medicine or we're launching this new vaccine and for whatever reason, I'm like, didn't that exist already? And it's like, well, no, they improved it. And here's another option, right? Because like right. science progresses. And so, uh, you know, it's looking at things with a critical a critical lens and critical, totally. using your critical thinking skills and thinking, yes. is this right for me in this moment? Does this make sense in XYZ context? And really taking it from there. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, and I think that's politics as well. Not just, you know, the specifics of how we look at, you know, healthcare. healthcare yeah. But it's, I mean, everything's intersectional. I could say that. And everything, you guys, is politics effects. So everything, stay literally, engaged. literally everything. But wear your masks, people. Like seriously, this ain't, this ain't over. We need to be smart and continue to social distance as much as we can. I think also keep like keep informed on what's going on in your communities and where you live because um, different hotspots are starting to pop up in different places that maybe haven't experienced an actual wave of coronavirus yet. So, um stay ready and stay protected and protect each other and like get a trendy mask like there are cute ones out there there really are like i need to be better at chains i know i want to i want to order one and i just keep spacing it out and then i see one like i'll see someone wearing one like shit that's so cute yeah i literally have i have three masks like washable masks um one is missing so that moves me to two and then I bought some, like, a pack of, like, the KN95s, like, the white ones that are, like, ducky. Oh, I have a ton. Where is mine? And I no. actually really like those. I like how they just, like, don't sit right on your mouth. Um, yeah, they're very but, tent-like. Yeah. I have one, like, light pink one, and I wore it with, like, this light pink sweater and, like, a light pink top. And I it Trendy. was so cute. I was like, I need to start color coordinating my masks more. What the hell am I – what have I been doing? I'm what are you, like, Nancy like, Pelosi over here? <laughs> literally, I want to be. Jesus. All, all with the mask matching. Maybe we'll post our cutest masked outfits. How about that? Ooh. You find your cutest one. Mm-hmm. I'll put my cute one on. And we'll do the damn thing. So down. We're basically maybe, just like- maybe we can be, like – like influencers official officially wow fashion influencers with our masks 
matching mm. our outfit. Hit me up for my well. skincare routine. Well, for next steps and housekeeping, we have exciting stuff coming up um, this week and weeks to come. Sammy and I have never met in person. And that is about to happen this week. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm headed to the Big Apple. Like literally to... Maddie in New York City. That is a show in and of itself. Yes. Call E. Like I'm ready for my reality show debut. Um, but no, we're recording some episodes together in person. Woo-hoo! Finally. Um, probably gonna take like a photo shoot or two. Cringe. Gonna have to definitely okay. be a few shots deep for that so one. Fun. But <laughs> moving forward, aside from the exciting stuff we have coming for all of you, don't forget to stay engaged and stay informed with what's going on. I know the election's over, but it, it's not actually. <laughs> it's even when it is over, there's still so much work to be done, and there's so much to be informed on. So continue to stay informed with us. Um, again, with these Georgia runoffs, if you want to see the Senate flip blue, then donate, volunteer. Um, we will be giving resources in the description of this episode of how to do that. Um, but like Maddie said, obviously subscribe, rate, review. Um, that would be fabulous. Um, and then stay tuned. We have a bunch of really amazing episodes coming up with some seriously great guests. I will not ruin the surprise, but if you want to just get a little bit of a a teaser in terms of topics, we're talking electoral college, we're talking women's rights and women's suffrage. We're also talking about, drum roll please, how to get through Thanksgiving post this election with your crazy family. So so we have a, oh God, I can't even, I can't keep my own secrets, it's so bad, but we have a really amazing therapist that is going to be joining us and walking us through how to have these conversations um, without, you know, like flipping the table, Teresa of like Real Housewives of New Jersey style, which like fucking legend, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like everyone wants the turkey to stay on the table. Yes. I mean, yes. I don't even eat turkey for Thanksgiving, but regardless if I did, I would oh, want I it do. on the table. I just, I can't wait for my food coma this year. We, um, but yes. So subscribe so you don't miss these episodes. There is so much to talk about still. Um, and also if you guys want to tell your friends and family about this podcast, Mm. and if you find or think of somebody that might like it, share with them, um, help us climb up the charts again. Don't forget our DMS are always open to you for any political questions you have. Also like, please always give us feedback something you'd like like to see on the show, a topic you'd like covered, a guest you'd like to see. Um, if you want more stupid questions answered, we've had a lot of great feedback on the stupid questions and how helpful they've been. So let us know any feedback you have. We would seriously love to hear it. Don't be shy. Um, and we would just like love to talk to you guys if you want to like DM us. It's, it would make our day. So um, it's a big week for us. Like first solo episode, you and I, and then <laughs> meeting each other. I can't wait to catfish you. (laughs) I hope everyone has been able to take a deep breath now that this election is over um, and just wants to continue to stay informed and wants to do that with us and wants to subscribe and rate and review 
and we will be talking to you guys next Wednesday. Stay tuned. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.